Hello? Hello. Whoa. Two weeks in a row. We can't even act like it's a big deal now that we know we know what to do now. We professionals now, so. Professional podcasters. Let's do it. Episode 9, Divorce Not Option Podcast. My name is Stephen James Dixon. Um, I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> That's not professional. <laughs> we just had this whole announcement about us being new professional podcasters. And, and, you and it's gone. It, 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 it sounded nasty. It sounded real nasty. <laughs> we just lost a whole bunch of fans. We just lost like a half a million fans. They're going to hear that and be like, oh, she nasty. It's going to be My some bad. hate. It's going to be some hate. I, I, I was going to warn you about the hate on Facebook. You but, already um, did, though. Okay, so I didn't even realize. Wait, we didn't even do an intro. Hey, this is Tamara. Hey, everybody. <laughs> the Voice Not um, Option podcast. But yeah, I've already been kicked off the podcast. No, you you didn't see. There was another one where somebody said something, uh, something to the effect of "she don't do nothing for me." It was just like nonchalant, like she don't do nothing for me. Wow. <laughs> like that. Yes, it's it's the and I know you and I was gonna warn you, but I was like, man, if I warn her about the hate, then it, she'll. It's one of those things where like when somebody say, "Hey, I want to talk to you later," and you're like, "What do you want to talk about? Let's talk about it right now." You know what right. I mean? Like, and so if I warn you. It was not going to be good, so I just yeah. Feel like well, maybe... you could have because I was not expecting that. Just like uh, kick off the show, she got a man, right? You know, like and so... um, thank you for your congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> and we not well. That statement wasn't necessarily hate. I've seen way worse than that. That statement was just what they would like to hear on a show, and you get that too. You know what I mean? I take all that as just feedback, and we do whatever we want to do because it's our podcast, I feel right? That. I feel that, but I, I've done hard time. It's been a long time coming to get to where I am. So you know what? Well, speak speak directly to that Facebook response because you saw what I did. You see what I said back to that? I did. I appreciate you on that. Um, and and that's a very good point. Um, anybody who wants to have any opinions can uh, feel free to call into the show, and we would love to talk about whatever you want to talk about. But that particular response was basically she engaged now. She got a man, so she can't speak for a single woman. And um. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 40 years old. Um, and the assumption in that statement was also, well, since you engaged, you've been in a relationship a while. So it's been a long time since you've been single. That is not true either. I happen to be marrying my best friend who I've known for 20 years, but we've only been dating for seven, eight months. Um, so no, it's, it's, I, I've been single for a very long time and been through a lot. I, I, I've like earned all my stripes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's what I said that that after being single for so much, so much, so long, and um, having so many different types of relationships, um, experiencing relationships not only yours but your friends that you've held their hands through as they've gone through being married, being divorced, baby mama, um, get, being engaged and broken <laughs> up with, all that kind of stuff. Yes, it's been some things all around. So yeah, that that was an interesting statement. So this week we're talking about marriage wars. And so what we're going to do is just going to just brainstorm on some topics, throw some topics out there. I'll respond to them. I'll think of some stories and scenarios. And I always got some principles and things like that that I want to respond to. Okay, speak sounds to. good. So um, you have a story of the week to tell us? I always got a story of the week. And the story of the week for me is always at some point during my relationship coaching, uh, during the week, no matter how many people I meet with, if I meet with eight couples in a week or I meet with two couples in a week, 
for some reason, it's always something that stands out to me that I'm either excited about or that or that I'm either saying to myself, I'm always repeating this type of issue to okay. a Okay. So what stood out this week? This week, I had a, a session with a man today. I'm fresh off it. Like, it was just about two hours ago. Oh, wow. So I'm still okay. kind of, I'm still kind of turnt. I'm still kind of okay. turnt from that, from that, from we that. We got session. a good one. Let's hear and it. So, right. And so what the man said was um, him and his wife was debating what to do over the holidays. And uh, they had spent the majority the of the Thanksgiving. Hard. Yes, very, very hard. So it's very appropriate to talk about this right now. Right. And so what had happened was, uh, what had happened was, is that they were planning for Christmas and she was trying to plan, you know, they, they don't live in the same city as their parents, neither, neither sets of parents. Oh, and so it, it makes it even more difficult. And so uh, they're both with dri- in driving range, like three, four hours either way. Okay, that's it. But um, they had just spent Thanksgiving with his family. And now she was trying to get like Christmas and New Year's. And uh... there's some other complimentary things too that was a part of the issue. And it ended up, she ended up feeling like, okay, you're not taking my family into consideration. And it became, you know, kind of attacking each other where she, she was, you know, saying, feeling a certain way about how he approached the holidays. But they couldn't find like a compromise if he got Thanksgiving, she get Christmas and he get New Year's and then they alternate the next year. You know, what's, what's, what was very, you know, what got me excited about this conversation with this, this young man was that, is that he knew the problems, but he didn't do anything about it. (laughs) that's typical right so like he knew in advance so he got on the phone with me we had our session he said Stephen okay so this is what happened that there was a misunderstanding and I know she didn't hear me when I said that we can do you know both things that you want to do but this is what I want to do also she only heard like the second part of what I said and so that that made her upset and then after that it just went left and so wait 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 time out time out time out so he had a solution to the problem and she didn't hear it and they still arguing like he couldn't just correct what she thought she heard? He he they had a solution to the problem. He knew it was a solution to the problem. But once she thought that he was planning against her or they weren't operating on the same team or whatever, she attacked him and he responded oh, to the attack. I got a story just like that. Go ahead. And so and so I had to talk to him about how when you know that your your partner is responding from a place of being hurt or they're just being mm-hmm. emotional and you know mm-hmm. the problem you know this is a misunderstanding how you cannot respond to the attack that is the difference between marriage and relationships when you're in a relationship you can respond to everything you can defend yourself at all times you can be donald trump and tweet if you want to you know what i'm saying <laughs> everything that goes but, wrong but to your point you always say that's a skill set so how do you develop the skill set of knowing okay this is one thing that I need to address and this is something I need to not attack and let it go Because number 1 you got to and, and it's a whole I'm glad you said it's a skill set because it's something it is something that you definitely have to acquire and that's what the man was saying to me too he said Stephen I'm not ready all the time on point 100% of the time to be the leader of the relationship and what I tried to talk to him about was we that is leadership. Leadership is not you get to take breaks. Like leadership is not. I, I, I said, okay, when you get to the crib tonight, tell your wife that for the month of December she's the leader. He was like, no, nah, I'm still the leader. I'll say you, you, you know what I mean. Like you yeah, don't he, give up that he leadership. Wear the pants. Yeah, he want to wear the pants. You can't. You can't decide. And I said, but if you don't want to wear the pants every day, she will gladly take on the days that you give her to wear the pants. You know. And men always stop when I say, I say so to go home, tell your wife. That Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, she's the leader of relationship. She would gladly take that. 
That is. She a will good gladly. Oh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Yes, I will I take it. This. I will leave it. I, <laughs> she will run everything. <laughs> she will wake your ass up at midnight. Like it started. Like like what are you doing? Get up. Today is my go day. Build, we own it. Go build a carport. Go build another closet yep. or something. Yep. And so I was like, there is no breaks. You have to be on point. And so then he came back with, well, I, I'm not perfect. I made a mistake. I could have corrected it and I didn't. I said, that's great. Don't get me wrong. That's great that you acknowledged it. But I said, at some point during the argument, you knew that you could have said, hey, Susan or Sharon or Taylor or, or Sky or whatever. Hey, honey, wait, wait, stop. Baby, babe, babe. We tripping, right? Slow down, babe. Back up. Wait, babe. I'm. It's a misunderstanding. Wait, back up for a second. We're good, right? We're not arguing here. We're on the same team. We're going to work it out. But I said, instead, you took the attack and then attacked her, and now y'all have a fight, and you know y'all shouldn't be fighting about this. You know, okay, so um, I have an example, and it just happened to be the cable guy came over, and um, somehow we started talking about, you know, engagement and getting married, and um, he was talking about how, he had planned out this whole proposal for his girl. They've been they've been together for three years, and um, apparently she had a blow up. Um, it's been too darn long, and I'm done mm. before he got to propose. Mm-hmm. And so, in the midst of the fight, he tells her the whole proposal scenario. See, I was gonna do da 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 da, but now I'm not gonna do it because you're tripping. Wow. Yes. <laughs> so now she's sitting there like. You know, first she didn't believe him, and then he actually was like, I have the ring. So now they're at this impasse because he don't want to propose to her because she messed it up. Wait, 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 wait. We got we to gotta really embrace the moment when he came out with the ring and was like, bam. That's a real, like, bam, in your face. You know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and he that had was to bust so, it out. That was the whole discussion we had because I was like, you did all that just because you were mad. Like, you did not let... You let your emotions control you instead of letting common sense control. And so now you are like at this standstill. We're talking about marriage wars or relationship wars. And so now they're at this impasse and neither one of them wants to back down. And so and what I would say to him is, and what I say to all my men is that we compare, I compare my husband's to leaders, like, and so a leader to me is like the coach of the football team. You're not a player; you're a coach. Somebody has to has to have ultimate responsibility. Every right. unit, organization, company, structure, team, whatever, has a leader that is responsible for the entire unit, right? And so, a husband in marriage is the same thing as a coach as a football team. A husband in marriage is the same thing as CEO of the company. A husband in marriage, same thing, president of the United States. All of those have leadership roles. And so when you go to your company quarterly report and the CEO says, hey, we lost money, then the CEO may be replaced because he's not exhibiting great leadership. Right. And so I try to tell men, you have to have, and really we can go all the way back to Adam and Eve. When Eve was eating the fruit, <laughs> Adam come over and eat the fruit with Eve. Right? You're not exhibiting leadership. It was leadership. her day. It was her day. Oh, that's what, it, oh, that's what, oh. <laughs> Oh, that's true. <laughs> Maybe it was her day. You're right. You're right. That, we're gonna stop. We're gonna start running with that a little bit now. You call me complaining about your boo. I'm like, is it your day though? And you're like, I thought it was my day. I thought it was my day. So that's why that happened, right? And I, I call you. Tell my my wife thought it was her day. She don't have no days. Let me just Every say that for the podcast. And she don't have no days. My wife don't have no days. I'm the man all day long. And now when I say that too, I'm not talking. You know what? Someone asked me the other day. 
they asked me, she, she said, you're very um, possessive of your wife and your kids. She said, you always say my. Mm. You always say my wife and my marriage and my family. Go ahead. You say something? Yeah, well, I was just thinking, what else would you say? And, and, and so, and what I said about that, I don't mean my as in possession. I mean my as in protection. Okay. Get it? Like like I'm like like I'm providing security for them at all times, and I'm always cognizant of aware of all that security. Like for all of them at all times, no matter where they at. Like when my, when my wife was working, I was concerned about her commute to work. You know, I was concerned about the performance of the vehicle, how the tires look, how the car drive. All that kind of stuff, you know, just anything that would enable her or that would stop her, any impediments for her going to work or coming from work or even being at work. You know what I mean? Like, I just. I still want to know what that chick was expecting you to say. They your kids and your wife. uh, Yeah. um, I think she was trying to bait me into being like, like I'm a, I'm a dominant, um, like, like I'm just one of those guys that's, you know, tell my woman what to do and you won't submit and uh, all that. And I, (laughs) and I'm, and I'm. Right, and my wife, wife don't get down like that at all, and and I am very much an old school traditional person in terms of I believe in submission, I believe in all those types of things, but at no point am I dominant over my wife. I'm not a king, I'm not a lord, you know, I'm not an, even an elected official. Well, I guess I can be elected official. She elected me, right? And so I also understand that she elected me. She can also do a recall, right? <laughs> and so, and so what recount we need to do, the right? vote. We really need to do that right now. You know what I mean? And so, and so, and so I, I just really wanted to express to her that those words of my, it, it, it formula, it makes it easy and clear for me that I'm responsible at all times. And that's what's missing in a lot of our men. And I had this debate yes. consistently with our men where I say, Hey, like I, I was listening to a podcast yesterday and I heard like four or five men all pat themselves on the back for being great fathers. Like yes. all of them, like man, like you take care of your kids, you take care of your kids. At the end of the day, it's about take like care of my kids. For doing what you're supposed to do, and but it's not just that. I'm like, so your 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 kids are your seeds, but your wife is your rib. So why would you not take care of your rib, right? Because there are no accolades for that. Nobody's patting anybody on the back for being a good husband. Not anymore. We need to bring that nope. back. Yep. And so I, I'm consistently saying to people that we 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 can have more seeds. If something happened to Ethan and Emery, I love them dearly, but I choose my wife, and it's not even a, a second. My if y'all go on my Facebook, you'll see me shine at my kids all the time, doing all kind of fun stuff, whatever. Uh-huh. But but my wife is is unquestioned. I will choose her over them every single day of the week. And that's the way it should be. But um, like in this day and age, people are so into their kids and they're so into giving their kids everything. I mean, that's a whole nother thing when you talk about the entitlement generation. But um, but yeah, there are no true accolades for being a good husband or a good wife. And so let me tighten up that story. So at the end of that story, at the end of my session today, the man was able to agree that at some point he should have shut it down and said, look, Kathy, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like it's a misunderstanding. Ten names. This woman you know, yeah, names. yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah, all of them, right? I don't <laughs> want no one person. Why are you talking about me? You know the hate, right? I'm avoiding that. And so, uh-huh. and, so okay. and so, and so, Susan, this, this, wait, calm down, Susan. And and I, and the thing I try to exhibit or, or or try to instill into the men that I work with is that you have to have supreme confidence when you're dealing with your woman as a leader. 
You know, like I give the story about, remember the time when Obama was in, se- in session and the dude jumped out and said, you're a liar. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Obama is not to respond to that. Right. Right. You're not, you're, when you're a leadership, you don't respond to that. When Dez Bryant go crazy on the sideline, you don't see the coach go over and, hey, Dad, uh, I need you to calm down. Uh, we don't, <laughs> we don't. We don't do that as leadership. So why do we have to respond to our women unless we are coming into a situation where we're trying to do problem solving, right? We, and, I, and I said to him, I said, if your woman is always arguing with you, it's because your woman thinks that you are a woman. Oh. If your woman is always arguing with you, it's because your woman thinks that you're a woman. Because men don't argue. Women argue. Right? Can we start some stereotypes? Okay, wow. Right I'm like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm going to have to uh, let that one process. Men don't argue. Okay, ask ask your dude when you get get off the podcast. Go in there and say, hey, if you go to the grocery store tomorrow and you and the dude have a difference of opinion, are y'all going to sit there and argue for, tw- uh, for 20 minutes? These are the options. Argue for 20 <laughs> minutes, fight, or leave. And every dude will say option B or option C. We're definitely not doing option A. Just shut it down. No yep. dudes are just going to argue. We don't do that. Somebody got to get smashed in the mouth, right? That's very and so, true. And so when we engage a woman in an argument in which a- the average woman is built like this, that's why we see love and hip hop. That's why y'all emotional and y'all not going to fight. So y'all just going to talk. Right. And yeah. so y'all argue with your coworkers. You argue with your homegirl. You argue with your sister, argue with your mama. Argue and you want to make aunt. sure the other person like truly understands where you coming from. Like you don't get it. And I'm not going to stop talking till you do. And, and then when you do that, you put us in an awkward situation because we're not used to having arguments. We're not prepared for this activity. We're not trained. <laughs> We're not trained. Hence to the deer in headlights look. Exactly. Since the, since the, uh, man, again, we got to talk about this again. I thought we had to talk about it. We're not prepared to have an argument. We're not even really prepared for a conversation. We don't really do the conversation thing. We don't resolve ish- we, we, we We fight. That's what we do. And we're at the gym. And I say, I, I didn't step out of bounds. You say I did. We're going to fight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We're not, we're not going to sit here and argue. That's true. That's and so, true. And so I explained to him that you, you have to be the leader of the relationship. Do you accept that? And he said, yes, I accept it. Yes, I see what I did wrong. Uh, I'm already in the process of apologizing. You know, and he, he was, it was oh, great. Wow. Yeah, well, you need to stop refreshing. right there. Just that he is apologizing. Like a lot of dudes won't do that. And sometimes you have to recognize that as the leader, you just have to take one for the team and apologize. Yeah, and, and you are responsible for taking one for the team. Like the coach goes out there every week after the game and they say, coach, why did you lose the game? And the coach has to say, well, I didn't prepare a good game plan. Right. I, I didn't prepare the team correctly. The coach don't say, well, if Dez would have caught that ball across the middle, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They never if say Romo that. Romo had broke his back. <laughs> right. The, the, the coach don't come out every week like, well, if we'd have had Romo this week, we'd have been okay. There's no excuses from the coach. Yeah. And so I try to teach my husbands to learn from that leadership style that there's no excuses. And the reason you have to have that is because you have to have supreme confidence in your mate that you chose. You selected. Tamara's been selected. Is he supremely, I need to ask him, is he supremely confident about the character, the morals, the value? You ain't got to ask nobody ethic? about that. I don't need to, I don't need to ask, don't worry about that, no, my business. Don't worry okay. about all that. And, and, so, and so if he's confident about the person that he selected to spend his life with, then the next thing you got to do is just, you got to live and act on that confidence. So when something goes wrong, you cannot evaluate your marriage every single time something goes wrong. That's the difference between marriage and relationship too. Relationship, you can evaluate every day. Like Monday, I don't know if I'm going to make it to Friday. You know what I'm saying? 
Tuesday, you like, I should have broke up with him on Monday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wednesday, okay. you like, it's going to be over tomorrow. Okay. Well, yeah. So you don't have that option in marriage. But um, getting back to my cable guy, what do you say to him when he's at this point where he's like, okay, well, I had this dream proposal. He was going to take her to New York and all this stuff. So now I can't do this. Now I don't want to propose to her because she's waiting for me to propose to her. But I still want to marry her. So how do I handle this situation? Marriage is about you've decided that you can share your life with someone. You found someone out of the universe that you know that you have the ability to forgive for her mistakes. And you know that they have the ability to forgive you for your mistakes. And they can forgive you because of the love that they have for you. And so if you found that person, why mess with that? Why play games with that? Why, why, why set yourself up to go find someone that you can't forgive? How could you get to the point where you've decided that you're ready to marry someone and then decide because of something that's not even an issue? We don't even have a real issue. And then I also talk to a lot of men about being realistic about the person's problems. Like you have to be able to put yourself in order to be a problem solver, Tamara. Right. In order to be a problem solver, you have to be able to put yourself in your partner's shoes. You have to be able to do that. And if you put yourself in her shoes and that woman gave you three years, three years is about right. enough, homie. Three years about enough. So regardless if she got mad today or not, you should have proposed a year ago. I, any woman to give a man more than two years, I mean, I, I guess it Say depends on our, our age. For the cheap sheets. Any cheap, woman, cheap seats. get the cheap sheet out. Cheap seats. If if you if you give a man more than two years, either you were not a good girlfriend or you're being a bad girlfriend. Can I say both <laughs> of those at the same time? And what's the difference there? <laughs> the difference is okay. A great girlfriend is a girlfriend that gives everything that she has, but she only gives that for a certain amount of time. And then you leave after you've acknowledged that you've been a great partner to this person. Amen. So the moment that the man, the moment that the man acknowledges you are the type of woman, you've exhibited the qualifications of a woman I would marry. And then he don't move. You don't make that happen. It's time to go with that. Thank point, you. Right? Cause I was a chick but what I have sitting a, there for 10 years waiting on a dude to marry me. Nah, that's that, and and you're gonna be waiting at all times. Exactly. And 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 really, a bad girlfriend to me is one that's sitting around saying, "Well, I'm not gonna show him that I can cook because he don't deserve that yet." Well, I'm not gonna show him that I know how to run a household. And and what women need to understand is, men do not promote you based on your looks or your money. We promote you based on the woman that you are. So you are gonna be hoe? All y'all gonna be hoes up front? Can we just keep it one hundred <laughs> like that? I told y'all. Told y'all I was turned up on the very That's beginning. That's just of the crazy. Day, right? That is okay. All right. I guess we just gotta accept all that. All hoes. Just accept that all hoes, all hoes, all we want is sex. Right? That's all we want from woman. When we meet wow. her, no matter if she's a doctor, lawyer, teacher, stripper, they all the same. They all hoes. Wow. They all we all want sex. Then you prove to us that you're worthy of being girlfriend. So the doctor right? and the stripper. And so are on something the same about level. you says Say that again. The doctor and stripper are on the same level. Same level to us. We don't care. Okay. Because really all we want to because all we want is sex. Got it. Right? Remember the study that said that we want we think about sex 700 times a day or something like that, right? And so we evaluate you based on who you are. And women are the exact opposite. Y'all not know better. Y'all saying he tall, he light-skinned, he making good money, okay, a good job, not, he got that's, a good that's, degree. that's not even true. So He, he don't have nothing. So he marriage material, girl. He marriage okay, material. Okay, okay, yes. But that, there are certain qualifications. Y'all got one qualification. We got one qualification. If you do that well, we'll promote you to the next level. We still y'all look at the character. Y'all, no, y'all like he. No, I, 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 every day it's a woman out there that's marrying a dude because he got some money. Every okay. day. 
marrying an ugly, raggedy, fat, nasty dude. Melania dude Trump, just wants to say nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and she a, one of the most beautiful women in the world at that time. And she marrying an orange dude that with a hairpiece or whatever that thing is on his head. You know what I mean? Like, just because he got some money. You know but what I mean? mean? That, that happens speaks to every her single day. That speaks to a lot of women's character. A lot. I don't know them women. There's a lot. Uh, you, you what? Say that again. I don't know them women. You know, you've seen them, and if you don't know them, just turn on your TV. They're all over TV, all every channel. Got one of those women on there where they're just selling out themselves for money. So this is an exchange that has been from the beginning of the time, and it's going to be until the end of time that a, a lot of women will marry for money, a lot of men will marry for sex. The difference is when a man sees a woman, he just evaluates her from a sexual standpoint. When a man, when a but woman sees a man. You just mm-hmm. said that a man will marry for sex, but then you just said you got to show, you know, all of your marriageable qualifications. Like if he just marrying you for sex, just sex him down and get married. That's 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 the different type of people. Like that's them celebrities and them athletes that do all that cuz there's no expectation for any other other things okay, that are required well, so in the regular Okay, so that's what I'm marriage. saying. We talking about normal everyday people here. Yeah, normal everyday people, you got to prove who you are to a man. We we will we will graduate you based on your skill set. It's certain things I'm looking for. Like I, like for me, I needed to have a woman that can hold down Thanksgiving. Like I needed that. Can you can you can, can you make turkey greens, and all the sides turkey, and the desserts. all the sides all that you got to stay up all night long. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to do it every year. I just I just needed to know you had that skill set that you could do it. And she proved it. I was like, okay, she's a winner. You know, because that's what I that's what I look forward to. My mom, and I'm not saying that's the, the end all be all. That's like maybe the icing on the cake or something like that. Just uh-huh. some other little thing because I'm a family oriented guy and it's going to be me, her, and our kids. You know, at some point it's just us and my tree branch going to branch off and all that. And they're going to be coming to my house. I'm going to be grandpa, right? Yeah. So we're not going to be grandpa. But do, out do dudes out really think like that? Like, are dudes really thinking about when they become grandpa? No. And I try to teach that to men too. Exactly. Um, that that really I teach the men that that the only true challenge in life is how great of a husband you are first and foremost, and how great of a father you are secondary to being a great husband. Because everything else is easy. Collecting women is easy. Collecting money is easy. You know, uh, having friends is easy. You know, because they have no expectation of you. But when you get married, it is a challenge of learning how to share your time, effort, energy, learning how to sacrifice, learning how to compromise, learning how to put someone else before you. Because I believe in marriage that the husband has to put the wife first and the wife has to put the husband okay, first. Okay, true. And all of this actually could be a whole nother show, but we're getting back to the cable guy. And so he's had his three years with this chick. And so basically we're just telling him to be a grown man. Be a grown man. You've already selected this woman. Because she got emotional, which women didn't tend to do over getting married. Right. You know, if she has, if a woman has a heartbeat after three years, she should be getting upset. Yep. You know, now, having said that, I'm not in appreciation for how she handled her upset. I would have preferred she just leave. Mm. You know what I mean? And that and that's the mistake that women make all the yes. time. Yes. My, 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 my principle for women, again, number one principle is to date more and leave earlier. Right. right. Leave earlier earlier so when you felt like you've exhibited the qualities of a wife then you need to leave so what happens and we talked about this recently too um tamra where we said a woman will spend a lot of time and energy preparing a man for marriage and then when she leaves she cuts him out and that man just go marry the next woman yep. you prepared now yep you know what i mean and so what you should do is leave before you get so angry that you build resentment that when you leave or break up you have a problem 
Just just leave. Just say, hey, honey, I love you. I'm about it with you. We can do this. But you need to go figure out, you know, whatever you want to figure out and whatever you're ready to make it happen and make it real. Let me know. But, you know, that's you kind of the converse of what you're saying, of what you were talking about as far as leadership in men. Like men have a hard time or somewhere along the lines in society, we have not been teaching men how to be leaders. But on the flip side of that, we haven't taught women how to submit. So when I'm in a situation I don't like, I'm going to beat you down verbally until I get what I want. Man, you said there's so many things you said just now that I can. What do I want? I want to start. Okay, I'm gonna say one more thing about men, and then we're gonna start talking about women because okay. I'm, I'm gonna lose my brothers here in a minute, right? So the the greatest tragedy to man is to not have witnessed a man love a woman when he was a boy. Yes, and that's very far and few between nowadays. Yep. Let me say it again for people that's you know just had an accident because what I said was so real, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Drop their phone. I don't, when you podcast, you don't drop your mic. They drop their phone because they're listening <laughs> on their phone, right? And so the <laughs> the greatest tragedy to man is to not have witnessed a man love a woman when he was a boy. And so and my son is 10 years old. Same for, well, it's kind of different from, I'll explain why it's different. Okay. But my, I have a 10-year-old son. 10 years old is where uh, kids reach their peak in terms of, um, morals and values like that, that's when they start. They really know they what is right and what set. is wrong. Right. They, de- they they continue to develop cognizance, you know, mentally they'll continue to develop, but how they are socially, they know now what is right and what is wrong. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so my son is ten now. He needs to see me loving his mother. Mm-hmm. And so I will tell my son, go tell mommy that I love her. And he'll giggle and laugh. You go tell mommy you love her. <laughs> and it's really not about. Him telling her that I love her. It's really about him knowing that I love her. That's good. It? And so, so I just say, go tell mommy I love her. You didn't see it. So where did you get it? I don't know. I'm a blessing. I don't I don't know. I don't, it's, it's something that I wanted. It's something that I cherished. Um, I never knew my father. My mother's been divorced four times. Um, I just wanted... Love. I just. I'm different. I'm unique and special, and all those great things about me. Let me pat myself on the back. No, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm, I'm, I'm really blessed to just have a value for marriage. I'm really blessed. Like I remember uh, going to the family reunion. Yeah, I remember going to the family reunion and seeing a T-shirt with my grandfather on the front with my grandmother and all the uncles and aunts and, all. and I'm like, man, I want to be the grandfather at the top of the throne one day. You know what I mean? And we ran, we ran out the whole park. We ran out the whole park. You know what I'm saying? The only problem with that is I ain't going to have 11 kids, though. So I don't know if we're going to leave the whole park. We might just we might just do it in the backyard. You know what I'm saying? Like, But, uh, but, but and, oh, submission. Submission. Submission, submission, submission. What I, what I teach with submission is, is that woman should want to submit to man. And what that means is, is that, is that you've selected a man to submit to. We're not just talking about you submit to some random dude. We're not talking about that. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a man that you, that a man that selected you and that now you know that man's going to take care of you, provide for you, keep you safe, keep you, you know, all that fed, all that, whatever, going to make your life better. And you select him to say, okay, I will submit. So when you submit, that's, that's, you submit to a person. Like I am giving myself to you. Yeah. And you only do that if you trust that he knows what to do with you. You only do that if the man can add value to your life. So scenarios, I give simple scenarios about submission. Man comes home, says, hey, honey, um, 
starting this week, let's, I wash dishes Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you wash dishes Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Sunday, we'll figure it out, right? Right. If a man walks in and he's fair and even, and you know, then woman should be to accept that. Now, woman may say, Monday, Wednesday, Friday might not work for me. Can we switch those days? Right. I expect men to be like, yeah, we can switch those days because you got choir practice on Monday or whatever. Yeah, so let's switch those days. But the key thing is, man, we want our men to have a plan for the marriage. That's a simple example. But we want our men to have a plan for marriage. And some women, like you said, are struggling with learning how to follow that plan. Yeah. Like, like, are you trying to run me? Are you trying to be the boss of me? Right. Are you trying to be a and king? And we never and no, saw an example try- of submission in a lot of cases. If you haven't seen it exhibited, then definitely you struggle with it and you think that you're trying to be controlled. But in actuality, you have a person that's sitting down thinking about what the family or what the marriage will need tomorrow. And because he thinks like that, and I get that all the time, that people look at me like, Stephen is so controlling, so dominant, blah, blah. My wife do whatever she wants. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's also a lesson. I mean, you know, for me, I'm thankful that I did have that example. My my mother has been, you know, very clear on, um, you know, I express what I want and I express my needs. But at the end of the day, my husband is the head of the household. I remember one time a guy came in, it was in a neighborhood, a brother uh, selling paintings. And he came into the house, laid out a whole bunch of paintings. And my wife was like, paintings. I thought you said panties. (laughs) <laughs> no, we're not gonna take those. Uh, <laughs> I was like, uh, we're not just not just dude just walk through with panties on his face. Like, you want these on my, on my ring finger? <laughs> no, thank you. They, you know, these look like they'll fit your wife right here. These right, and I am in. No, that'd be a problem. <laughs> we and good. So, we good. Then we doing an evaluation of my wife. Uh, and so he came in with some paintings, you know, um, and they were really good. Like just brother, just hustling, just walking down the street, whatever, and driving around. And he got him out the truck, brought him in. My wife looked at him for like 15, 20 minutes, and she said, "I want this one, this one, and this one." But you had talked to my husband. And she left the room. <laughs> you know what that made me do? Negotiate. Get them paintings. She buying. She, we getting all them paintings. We getting all those. We All the ones she pointed at, since she didn't <laughs> empowered me and made me feel like a man in front of another man. Oh, yeah. We getting all them paintings. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? And so, and so, and so, but she knew too. But there's also been times too where I had to say, no, honey, I don't have it. You know? And so a lot of men struggle with that. Yeah. You know, I remember my wife wanted a, a Mercedes Benz truck and I was like, honey, I don't have it right now. I just don't, I don't have it. Now, when I got it, I went, and when I got it, when I got that, got that bag, got that money, mm-hmm. she didn't even know I was still preparing and looking for it the whole time, you know, but at that time, and I prided myself, I take pride in being man enough and confident enough to go, oh this a this a whole another podcast too Terry. It is. It is. To be to be to be man enough and to be confident enough to say to my wife I do not have money for a Mercedes-Benz truck now. Or I do not let's just say truck. I don't have money for whatever it is you want right, right now. Right. And I need you to love me anyway. Because that's that's major, especially in this day and age. And, and um, I'm going to try to step outside of my sister soldier persona. But, um, oh. you know, our society has been set up where a lot of our women are propelled to succeed. And a lot of our men have been held back. And so for whatever reason it is. So we have a lot of women who are, you know, outpacing the men. And so now you're having to join together and figure out, okay, if he didn't have the money and she does or whatever, how that works. And so, um, yeah, that, that says a lot about who you are as a man to be able to say, I ain't got it. When I get it, I will get it for you, but I ain't got right. it. Right. And, and, 
And then also, as a man, be comfortable in what you bring to the table, even if it's not more finance. Exactly. Like, I've never, I, I, I've always, I, whenever, and anytime I see a relationship or marriage that I'm working with where the man uh, has a confidence issue because of money, it breaks my heart because I know that if that man loved that woman, that she's not as concerned about that money, but you got to love her. Right. Like you got if you if you're not bringing the money, just love her though. Just 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 you you got to wash some feet, get them cars, you cook some meals, tires done, get them, and get them get yep. them tires, mop some floors, vacuums, whatever. Yeah. And just and just Keep that tell gas her you tank love her. Uh, uh, write her some notes, put them in the lunchbox, all that kind of. There's other go. things you can do. It's not just about money. It's about the woman feeling loved and protected and nurtured and supported and encouraged. And so I try to tell men that. There's other things besides money, and we can we have to stop as men evaluating the quality of man that we are based on money. Mm. Yep, but that, I mean, a, a lot of times women do that, so it's like it's a challenge for a man to kind of find his own value outside of women. Um, excuse me, outside of money, when women are looking at the value of men based on money. Right, and so the woman that does that, you don't want to be with her. Thank you. Too raggedy. You won't be with her. Let's do some rapid fire. Um, talk about a couple quick issues. Uh, other issues I had was um, security. Um, I had a couple where the uh, the man was kind of nonchalant about keeping the house secure, like in terms of going to bed without turning on the alarm. Oh, uh-uh. um, going outside and he'll go for a jog and he'll leave the front door open, you know, oh, or uh, uh, just leave the house sometimes and you know didn't make sure the garage door closed, right? And it was funny. I figured out that this is going to blow your mind. I figured out, even you, Tamara, you never heard me talk about this before. Okay. Uh, I figured out that when a woman gets married, she 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 lets her guard down. Yeah. And so and so she becomes, you know, more delicate and more reserved because now she knows that she's not supposed to be protecting herself. He got it. He got it. He's he's, protecting he's supposed me. to. He's supposed to be protecting me, like, like, and it, and it's not even a conversation. It's an innate sensation or feeling that you know that if something happens, I'm gonna get behind him. Yep. You know, you you encounter some danger. There's a thief, a robber, a murderer, or whatever. You woman gonna get behind him. Like you got to go through him first before <laughs> you get to me. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. Like, and and so and so a lot of men and women struggle with that concept. Whereas the man is like. Well, she a woman. What would you have done? I had a couple one time where a man was just adamant about what would you have done if I wasn't here. And I'm like, but you here? No. If I had to worry here, about what I would have done if you weren't here, then why I need you? What the, What's the point of you? Right. What is the point of you? What's the and and, it, and it's funny how and we talked about one time we never we had to have a whole show about role definition. How some people struggle yes. with understanding that, but but really. But, and I'm not on some, you know, 1930s, you stay in the kitchen, barefoot, pregnant, all that. I'm just saying there's some natural, innate things about the average individual that's true. Yes. For example, very simple. Every morning, my 10-year-old son goes to school. I'm concerned about him having a cell phone because I want him to be able to call me. My wife concerned about him having a snack. I don't care less about his snack. I don't <laughs> care if he, you know what I mean, like. He's going to survive. You know what I'm right, saying? He a dude. Right. He good. Yeah. He's going to figure it out or whatever. Or he'll be hungry when he get home and we'll be, and I'll fix it then. But he has to have his cell phone because I need him to call me. If it's raining, if it's a problem, if he got an issue, I'm about security and protection. And it was natural. 
I never forget getting his cell phone. I forget his snack all the time. My wife never forget forgets his snack or his lunch. Right. You know, she makes sure that he got money in his account for lunch. She makes sure that she packing, if she packing lunch, she packing all the things he need very carefully, sometimes the night before even. Me, every night, one of the last things I do, and it's a part of my security, actually. I lock down the house, turn on the security, make sure my phone's son, my son's phone is on the charger because in the morning he got to have his phone ready because that's about security to me. Yep. Yep. Okay. And, and so some men struggle with that. Well, um, we about to run out of time. So um, you want to wrap up with political talk? You know what? Let's do a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. I had, I, I follow the recount. Have you been following this recount stuff? Oh my gosh. I'm trying not to because it's just making me mad. One story. Okay, let me try. I'm going to say one story. Okay, Wisconsin, it looks it looks like, okay, everybody looks like the recount is not going to have any effect. Just across the board, Donald Trump is more, exactly. you know, I mean, looking it's, more it and more. It like doesn't I, do anything. Like, people getting their hopes up or whatever, but at the end of the day, that man is still going to end up being the president. More than likely, he, he every day that goes by is more likely that he's going to become the, the president. this stuff is just so stupid. But, like, him sitting up here accusing um, somebody of election fraud and then saying, well, how dare they want to recount? Right, and one story I tell about it because we run out of time is in Michigan. What they have is a law that states so when you go to vote, you, they give you a ballot, right? Uh-huh. And then you the voting is another is another physical process that they count separately. So I gave so at my polling place, I gave out a hundred ballots, right? But then when it went to vote, I only got ninety five votes because. When I fed the the ballot into the machine, for some reason, it didn't count five. Okay, so that's crazy to me because when you actually put your vote in, they tell you to watch and make sure the number changes. Right. And so, but in Michigan, somehow in in, in about half of the counties in uh, Wayne County, which is about Detroit and, you know, that's African-Americans, in about half the counties, there was a difference in the number of ballots and votes. And by Michigan law, if there's a difference in the number of ballots and votes, then you can't do a recount. You cannot. Yes. Yes, that's it. You heard me right. I was. I, I thought it would be the exact opposite. Also, if there's a difference in the number of ballots and votes, no, we should do a recount. No, by law, by law, if they have a hundred ballots and ninety-five votes, then the recount is canceled. Okay, so if you had a no hundred ballots and a hundred votes, then you can do a recount. Which don't make no sense. Right, because there's no point in a recount at that point. Exactly. But that's Michigan law. Oh, see, yeah, they that's do all some shady shenanigans over there. <laughs> that, no, no, not that they... And the key thing I want to say about this is not that they're doing some shady shenanigans. The shenanigans was already done years ago in preparation for today. Yes. Well, that's what I'm saying. See, that's, that's what a, people be talking about. Stay woke because nobody knows this kind of stuff that's going on. That's been like that, behind the curtain for years. Right. And so that and so that kind of law has to be planned in advance because it's stupid and backwards. Mm-hmm. Right. And so somebody had to plan in advance. Like, yeah, we're going to do this. This is how we're going to steal elections or whatever. And then, you know, th- when this happens, let's make a law so you can't do a recount. So re- election is stolen. But you said something interesting the other day about how they throw out votes for whatever reason. And that's something yeah. that's not publicized at all. I'd never heard of that. Yep. Throw out votes for whatever reason. And then they don't justify. And you, and more importantly, you don't even know that your vote got thrown out. So like you just said, you put your vote in and uh, it counted or whatever. 
But then on the back end, they verifying information for some odd reason, which we don't even know they verifying, right? And it's different state laws. Or well, whatever. yeah. So but I mean, if like you go into that, like you were talking about how you know if your name is Stephen James Dixon and you live in Texas, and somebody named Stephen James Dixon lives in D.C., they gonna throw out one of the votes because y'all got the same name. Yep, I'm going to say that, then we're going to jump off. we got a minute left, right? So I'm going to try to explain this concept in a minute. Okay, I'm going to talk go. to you. For, no, I'm joking. Okay, so there's a there's a law. It's called, I forgot the name of it. But anyway, what's going on in a lot of the Republican states where there's a Republican governor and there's a Republican attorney general, they've taken out the names of people who are more likely to be like black or Hispanic. So, so for example, say um, DeAndre Smith, right? It'll be a DeAndre Kevin Smith in Ohio, and then there'll be a DeAndre Thomas Smith in Michigan. They, uh, in a lot of cases, will remove both of those votes because they'll say DeAndre voted in two different states. So that's crazy. And that Even might be DeAndre names. Who knows, right? It could definitely be his daddy, right? But they don't verify that. So that's the Divorce Not Option podcast. Appreciate everybody listening. Make sure you subscribe and follow on Spreaker, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, everywhere. Divorce Not Option Podcast. See y'all next week. Dixon.